0: Good morning, friends. Today is Tuesday, the 12th of April. It is the Tuesday of Holy Week. Our readings for this morning's daily office are Psalms 6 and 12, Lamentations 1, 17 through 22, 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 22, and the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, verses 27 through 33. Our opening responses are from Prayers for the World and Its People from the Iona Abbey Worship Book. Believing that God made and loves the world, we gather that it may be reshaped to fulfill God's purposes. We pray to seek a wisdom deeper than our own un- than our own thinking. We listen to honor God who gave us voice we worship dearly beloved we have come together in the presence of almighty God our heavenly creator to set forth God's praise to hear God's holy word and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. God is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand, for that today we would hearken to your voice. God is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us worship. Psalm 6. O God, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, God, for I am languishing. O God, heal me for my bones are shaking with terror. My soul also is struck with terror. While you, O God, how long? Turn, God, save my life. Deliver me for the sake of your steadfast love. For in death, there is no remembrance of you. In Sheol, who can give you praise? I am weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with my weeping. My eyes waste away because of grief. They grow weak because of all my foes. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. For God has heard the sound of my weeping. God has heard my supplication. God accepts my prayer. All my enemies shall be ashamed and struck with terror. They shall turn back and in a moment be put to shame. Psalm 12. Help, O God, for there is no longer anyone who is godly. The faithful have disappeared from humankind. They utter lies to each other. With flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May God cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that makes great boasts. Those who say, with our tongues we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is our master? Because the poor are despoiled, because the needy groan i will now rise up says god i will place them in the safety for which they long the promises of god are promises that are pure silver refined in a furnace on the ground purified seven times you O god will protect us you will guard us from this generation forever on every side the wicked prowl as vileness is exalted among humankind praise to the holy and undivided trinity one god as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever amen a reading from lamentations chapter 1 verses 17 through 22 zion stretched out her hands but there is no one to comfort her god has commanded against jacob that his neighbors should become his foes jerusalem has become a filthy thing among them god is in the right for I have rebelled against God's word, but here are all you peoples and behold my suffering. My young women and young men have gone into captivity. I called to my lovers, but they deceived me. My priests and elders perished in the city while seeking food to revive their strength. See O oh God, how distressed I am. My stomach churns, my heart is wrung within me because I have been very rebellious. In the street the sword bereaves, in the house it is like death. They heard how I was groaning, with no one to comfort me. All my enemies heard of my trouble. They are glad that you have done it. Bring on the day you have announced, and let them be as I am. Let all their evil doing come before you, and deal with them as you have dealt with me, because of all my transgressions. For my groans are many, and my heart is faint. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God canticle b a song of pilgrimage before i ventured forth even while i was very young i sought wisdom openly in my prayer in the four courts of the temple i asked for her and i will seek her to the end from first blossom to early fruit she has been the delight of my heart my foot has kept firmly to the true path diligently from my youth have i pursued her i inclined my ear a little and received her I found for myself much wisdom and became adept in her. To the one who gives me wisdom will I give glory, for I have resolved to live according to her way. From the beginning I gained courage from her, therefore I will not be forsaken. In my inmost being I have been stirred to seek her, therefore have I gained a good possession. As my reward the Almighty has given me the gift of language, and with it will I offer praise to God. A reading from the second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 8 through 22. We do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, of the affliction we experienced in Asia, for we were so utterly, unbearably crushed that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death so that we would rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. The one who has rescued us from so deadly a peril will continue to rescue us. On God, we have set our hope that God will rescue us again, as you also join in helping us by your prayers, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. Indeed, this is our boast, the testimony of our conscience. We have behaved in the world with frankness and godly sincerity not by earthly wisdom but by the grace of god and all the more toward you for we write you nothing other than what you can read and also understand i hope you will understand until the end as you have already understood us in part that on the day of god excuse me that on the day of our savior jesus you are your boast even as you are our boast since i was sure of this i wanted to come to you first so that you might have a double favor. I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia and to come back to you from Macedonia and have you send me on to Judea. Was I vacillating when I wanted to do this? Did I make my plans according to ordinary human standards? Ready to say yes, yes, and no, no at the same time? As surely as God is faithful, our word to you has not been yes and no. For the begotten of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaimed among you, Silvanus and Timothy and I was not yes and no, but in Christ it is always yes. For in Christ, every one of God's promises is a yes. For this reason, it is through Christ that we say the amen to the glory of God. But it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us. By putting their seal on us and by giving us their spirit in our hearts is a first installment. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle M, A Song of Faith Blessed be the God and creator of our Savior, Jesus Christ. By divine mercy, we have a new birth into a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, we have an inheritance that is imperishable in heaven. The ransom that was paid to free us is not was not paid in silver or gold, but in the precious blood of Christ, the lamb without spot or stain. God raised Jesus from the dead and gave Jesus glory so that we might have faith and hope in God. The holy gospel of our savior, Jesus Christ, according to Mark, glory to you, Jesus Christ. Mark chapter 11, verses 27 through 33. Again, they came to Jerusalem As Jesus was walking in the temple, the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders came to them and said, By what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you this authority to do them? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question, answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? Answer me. They argued with one another. If we say from heaven, Jesus will say, why then did you not believe him? But shall we say of human origin? They were afraid of the crowd for all regarded John as truly a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Let us affirm our faith together we will use an affirmation of faith from the Iona community's daily act of prayer found in the volume 50 great prayers from the Iona community compiled by Neil Painter. With the whole church, we affirm that we are made in God's image befriended by Christ, empowered by the spirit. With people everywhere, we affirm God's goodness at the heart of humanity planted more deeply than all that is wrong with all creation, we celebrate the miracle and wonder of life, the unfolding purposes of God forever at work in ourselves and the world. God be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We'll use Suffrages Set A, found at the bottom of page 97 of the Book of Common Prayer. Show us your mercy, O God, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O God, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. God, keep this nation under your care, and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O God, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. collect for tuesday and holy week O oh god by the passion of your blessed son you made an instrument of shameful death to be for us the means of life grant us so to glory in the cross of christ that we may gladly suffer shame and loss for the sake of your incarnate our savior jesus christ who lives and reigns with you in the holy spirit one god forever and ever amen and a prayer from the archbishops of canterbury in New york justin welby and stephen cattrall respectively god of peace and justice we pray for the people of ukraine today we pray for peace in the laying down of weapons we pray for all those who fear for tomorrow that your spirit of comfort would draw near to them we pray for those with power over war or peace for wisdom discernment and compassion to guide their decisions Above all, we pray for all your precious children, at risk and in fear that you would hold and protect them. We pray in the name of Jesus, the sovereign of peace. Amen. As our prayer for mission, we'll use the prayer attributed to St. Francis. It's found on page 833 of the Book of Common Prayer. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, It is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. I'd like to share some thoughts on today's readings. Feel free to fast-forward me if you would rather not hear said thoughts. So I'd like to start with our reading from Lamentations, particularly verse 22. Let all their evil doing come before you and deal with them as you have dealt with me because of all of my transgressions for my groans are many and my heart is faint. So the writer of Lamentations is here has been bemoaning his, their suffering and attributes the suffering to transgressions against God. So basically says, I am suffering terribly. I deserve it, I transgressed against God, I would insert here that um, I think it's kind of a natural consequence that when we disconnect from God, suffering ensues. So it's not so much, in my humble opinion, that God actively seeks to punish us, but that to be apart from God is in and of itself is very painful. So back to the writer of Lamentations. So they are suffering and they are lamenting their suffering and praying for relief and and then also make my enemy suffer like I did. And this is a very human thing to want others who have in our thinking transgressed to suffer. This has happened to me before um, in all kinds of ways, everything from women a generation before wanting women of the next generation to have as hard of a time as they did. It was tough for me so it should be tough for you too so I'm not gonna reach back and help you out because I suffered and so you should have to suffer too. Almost making the suffering a rite of passage. And then I've also seen it um, in my own experience where someone is not shown grace by others in their life when they falter. And so then they turn around and show a marked lack of grace. And when they don't, feel like the people around them that are transgressing in their minds are getting enough punishment then they try to to take action to make that happen so that to me is reminiscent of what the writer of lamentations is saying they need to be punished like i was punished they need to suffer because i suffered and i think it is the ultimate act of agape love for us to wish for others who are all our siblings in creation, to not have it as as bad as we have, but to have it better, to wish for others to be shown the grace that we were not shown. This, I think, is what the Spirit propels us toward. And the writer of the second letter to the Corinthians, notice that I intentionally don't say Paul because there are many questions about who the writer was. And I think the writer is important only for the context in which they were writing, um, the historical context, not necessarily for their individuality as a particular human. So let us just say the writer of, of the le- this second letter to the Corinthians gives us another glimpse into a different way of approaching suffering. So they say here that They have suffered and been rescued by Christ and wish others to be rescued by Christ. And they ask for help in prayer. They're not trying to lift themselves up by pushing anybody else down. They're not trying to rescue themselves. They're trusting in God for rescue. And they're asking for help. Even though they're a leader in this community, they're asking for the community's prayers. The one who rescued us from so deadly a peril will continue to rescue us. On them, we have set our hope that they will rescue us again, as you also join in helping us by your prayers, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. And I think this is a wonderful juxtaposition with our reading from Lamentations. You know, we've, we've talked before, <laughs> you and I, through this venue about the evolution of faith and how we can even we can see the evolution of faith throughout holy scriptures um, and other works and in the world around us and so and you know even in ourselves and it's it's not it's not orderly it's not linear or even cyclical there there are days when it is very helpful to me to go back and pray what i call and i said this to you before the angry psalms like I am hurt and I am bothered that, as the psalmist would say, my enemies are unscathed and being blessed, right? And and praying those angry psalms helps me release some of that bitterness. And that's why I think they're important. Um, one of the many reasons is because we all feel bitterness or injustice. When we see injustice happening and nothing being done about it that we can see. And so through prayer, the admission and ensuing release from that bitterness I think is an important and sometimes critical step on the way to then being able to give grace and the forgiveness that is often a component of grace to others. and perhaps even to ourselves. If you have the time and inclination to bear with me regarding our gospel reading today, I would like to read to you from my favorite Lenten book, Marcus Borg and John Dominic Croson's The Last Week, what the gospels really teach about Jesus's final days in Jerusalem. Um, and this is what they have to say about Mark eleven twenty-seven 27 through 33, which was our reading for our gospel reading for today. As Jesus enters the temple area, the authorities immediately question him about his authority in eleven twenty-seven through 33. This is, sorry, this is beginning on page 57 of the last week. Mark names the interrogators as the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes. The first two groups were at the top of the local system of collaboration and domination, and the scribes were a literate class employed by them. They asked Jesus, by what authority are you doing these things? The question refers to Jesus' prophetic act act in the temple on Monday, and Mark's use of the plural thing suggests that Sunday's provocative entry into the city may also be included. The question is intended to lure Jesus into making a claim that might incriminate him. Jesus parries the question by offering to answer it if they will first answer one of his. Then he asks them a question about his mentor, John the baptizer. Did the authority for his baptism come from heaven? That is, was it from God or was it of human origin? The question puts the authorities on the defensive. They confer among themselves. Either response would have discredited them. The first would have opened them up to the charge of hypocrisy. The second risked turning the crowd against them. Indeed, as Mark tells us, they were afraid of the crowd. Not liking either option, they say, we do not know. At best, it is an awkward response. We may imagine chagrin and clenched teeth. Then, keeping his end of the bargain, Jesus refuses to answer their question. He has not only evaded their trap, but made them look foolish. It is brilliant. So those are our thoughts on the scriptures. Now is the time in our morning prayer together where we sit in silence and lift up, circle in love, and hold in light those whom the Spirit places upon our hearts for prayer. God, may we wish for others more grace than we have received and forgive our own lack of graciousness and the lack of graciousness shown us. May we leave the handling of transgressions to God alone and receive in our hearts through faith, forgiveness, absolution and reconciliation. I guess I've got one last thing to say about our gospel reading that is is something for me to pay attention to. Maybe it's helpful for you too. I just, I think it's so sad that the Pharisees and scribes and folks who came to Jesus, trying to ask him a question about authority to entrap him, like use their time with him that way. How much, how how wonderful would it have been if instead they came to Jesus to learn, you know, with, with open curiosity, without fear, but instead they come from a place of fear to entrap him. And I, I think that there's a parallel there. And when we don't want to learn from whatever source, and remember God can speak through anything and anyone. And so We often come from a place of of fear with ears already closed, um, looking not to learn, but to discredit. And so in this season, may we be open and curious and trust in God and seek to learn. Amen. All right. Thank you. Sorry for the last minute alibi there. Let us pray together the general thanksgiving followed by the prayer of St. Chrysostom. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our savior, Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of us. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The wisdom of God, the love of God, and the grace of God strengthen you to be Christ's hands and heart in this world. In the name of the Holy Trinity, amen.